Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike and that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over a decade and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That is exactly what we do every single week without fail. We've never missed a week. No. Sometimes we do it more than once. Sometimes we do it more than once. Aw, that reminds <laughs> me of those old days of yeah. the mini episode. Um, if you're a new listener, Joe and I used to do uh, – did we do it every week, two episodes? We started out doing it every week for – and we did it for a while. But then it went to like once a month and then we stopped doing it. Yeah. We used to do them live and – it was a whole thing. Life is better without doing that. Yeah. And now That's that a I'm little doing, too much Joe Batanz. <laughs> well, now that I'm doing this RuPaul's Drag Race recap uh, episode show, and then we do it twice a week. We actually, I will say this. As much as I hate that second episode, we do need to do a second episode. Um, but I cannot stand it. I, it's like I'm there, that second episode, I'm there under protest. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, uh, listener friends, Joe also does a show called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, and you search on iTunes, you can find that. Yes. <laughs> what do you got going on? Um, we just did an episode. I kind of don't have a news story. Is that okay? Well, I thought we were going to do the other news story. Remember, we, we, we choose... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I'll choose a different one then. Oh, all right. Okay. So... There's a, we have a bunch of things to talk about. One, Mike, I went to the Bay Area over a month, literally like six weeks oh. ago. Yeah. I went to the Bay Area. How was it? <laughs> well, I saw you and Steve, but we'll get to that. You know, uh, so, I, so I, I was doing consulting work. I actually still do consulting work for this company. I don't think I should name them, but I was yeah. doing... Uh, I think it's a really good idea not to name them. Yeah. I was doing consulting work for this company, which is so funny because... Uh, they're a good company. They're a solid company. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause I just realized right now it came up while I was consulting that I had a podcast and one of the oh, people right. there was like, what's the name of your podcast? I'm going to look it up and I'm going to listen to it. Uh, this American life. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh air. My name is Terry Gross. Yeah. Yeah. This woman, uh, at the, Wait, I don't remember what story you're telling. When I was at the the internet company. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, so I better be careful because actually, when I was working there, this one chick was like, "Oh, and what podcast? What's the name of your podcast?" And I was like, "Uh." And you had this really good joke about this American life. Yeah, but we already did it, and it was genuine. I know, but we're just gonna go into it. Oh, I had to say. This in your like this American life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mike Lawson. And I said, "Fresh air with Terry Gross." My name's Terry Gross. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> it's, it's what people say when they see you. They're like, "Terry, look, Gross." Wait, <laughs> No, but we should tell the audience what happened is we were having sound issues and the whole Joe, before the Joe, show, be- Joe told me, do this, do this, do that. He gave me 10 directives. He's like, this is what will fix it. Well, then I was like, Mike, this happened to me and I had a bad USB port. So switch your USB ports. Which was very involved. I, and look, then I wasn't Joe, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out Joe put his in the wrong USB port. Mm-hmm. So. so we were in the middle of that story. And so then we started recording again. And I go, let's just pick up where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> and then- but he went back a beat. So uh, he started telling parts of the story. And I felt weird about saying the same joke again. <laughs> just- <laughs> and that, that strangely made it funnier. Because then I was trying to fake a laugh to... The laugh that I gave before. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So now I know she listens to the podcast. Which, I mean, if she's an adult and she, I mean, there's nothing that awful on here. I would say like we were dirtier in the beginning of the show. Oh, 
The I very was single. Yeah. I was, we were both on like Grinder and telling those kind of stories. Oh, and then I was like, um, well, you know, I actually had an interesting conversation with um, future third boyfriend of the show or second boyfriend of the show, future thruple uh, partner, uh, Sweet Michael. And uh, I was talking about how, you know, I'm allowed in my relationship to go on scruff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And actually, I think you you can relate to this, actually. And I was saying how, you know, when I first showed up here, I went on scruff to check it out. But that um, I go on scruff and I'll talk to guys and, you know, it might, not all the time, it might go to a sexual place, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I have no desire, and I feel like I'm cheating these guys, of really meeting these guys. I have no desire to meet these guys, nor any, you know, first yeah. of all, I'm totally into camera and stuff like that. But but what I'm saying is I, I just like the, I just, I just like talking to them. Does that make sense? To me, though, that's like, um, like cartoon porn. You know that how they have like these like mm-hmm. anime porn things. Like I know when I watch porn, I'm not going to be in that. I'm not getting. I'm not having sex with these porn stars, you yeah. know. But they're real people, and there's like the possibility. But with cartoon porn, like I'm, I'm certainly never going to be a cartoon. That's more a hundred percent true. Yeah. You know, so for me, going on a scruff or a grinder when you know you're not going to meet up with them, boring. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it gets boring really. Let me say that it's not boring at first, and then it gets boring really, really quickly. But um, so I'm actually done with scruff. But do you tell? Like, is it in your profile that you're in a committed relationship? Yes. 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 And people still message me. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. So no, uh, I, it's, I'm sorry. It's not creepy. I was thinking. Yeah, I understand that you're one of those people. Oh, and but Sweet Michael said that he uh, had a similar incident happened to him where it was the fantasy of it was way more exciting but he had he had no intention of cheating on his boyfriend does that make sense mm-hmm. and yeah. by the way everything i'm telling you cameron knows you know yeah um, i've heard of people like um getting on uh uh i mean these are heterosexual people getting on like a dating app or dating website um, just because those conversations are titillating or yeah. people posting a craigslist ad to talk about their fantasies with somebody with no intentions of ever going out there and doing it. That should be an app, actually. I bet you would do okay. Oh, like a fake, like the people you talk to, you know, you're just... Yeah, you know it's just fantasy. Because that's one of the things I always admired about you, and um, I don't know if we say his name on the show, but you know, the the ex-boyfriend we've talked about on the show, and once I say you'll know who I'm talking about, where like he was allowed to go in these chat rooms, is how long ago it was, chat rooms. Yeah. And that was okay in your relationship as long as it didn't extend past that, right? Which of course- Which it did. It did. (laughs) But- uh, Yeah. But I always thought that was a good arrangement. I would be- I mean- I'm cool with it now, and uh, but uh, I would technically be cool with that, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it worked well. I think it made sense because of – I don't know. I, I just understood what it was – what I thought it was fulfilling for him, but the temptation was too strong, I guess. But, but again, so. that still goes to the failure of the person. Like, for instance, I would never cross that line. Right. So, uh, but I guess I know that for myself. So, yeah, it's just really, I mean, in things that I've witnessed, I've never been in that situation where I've been able to do something like that or even wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my uh, friend Daniel up here, he's in an open relationship. Well, their relationship opens and closes and ebbs and flows and stuff, but they uh, have been in a situation before where they could talk to people only. But mm-hmm. it's just – I think it's so weird because you're talking to people and they're local. So like potential people you'll run into. You know what I mean? Like you probably have mutual friends with a few of them and you might see them. And I, I understand that you're probably – if you're smart about it, you're being open about where you're at and mm-hmm. you're in a committed relationship with whatever. But you're on there talking. So like – Unless it says explicitly here just to talk, no intention of meeting or something, mm-hmm. then it's not really being genuinely honest. Yeah, you're right. On some level, I'm probably lying to these people. 
I never I think just being lie. on the app. I think just being on the app, there is like a lot. I mean, you are kind of just your presence there is kind of. But I never say, "Oh, I'm going to meet you." I never say, right. "Meet me here." I'm always just like, "Hey, what's going on?" And yeah, I'm but super listen to and, this. Yeah. You've talked. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting no, you, no, but no, you're right. you've. You've talked in the past about how much effort you put into your grinder conversations. I do. You, I do. And that's with the intention of getting some. So you're kind of stealing that from these people. Even if you never say, I'm going to meet you today, they might think if they put in this effort for a long time, they might eventually get some. Yeah. Well, but. look, I already did it off my phone, so Good. lesson learned. I just, I just, just, you know, you show up to a new place, you want to see what's going on in the neighborhood. But right. here, and for anyone, for straight people who might be listening, straight allies or married people who have been married, uh, and they like, what is what is this thing? I'm telling you, and Mike, you will agree, it's exciting for maybe a day, maybe two, and then you realize it's the same fucking people all the time. It is, but also like the way technology has like ruined everything for everyone always. Um, like it, it's just another queue of messages that will give you anxiety that needs to be checked that'll make you feel bad about yourself yes, you can't find time to right. check it yeah it's just another another way that technology that makes us our lives better is actually or is also sucking my soul to live you're bringing up a good point because when i deleted the scruff app the reason i deleted it was i had like 14 messages yeah. But I didn't want to do that thing where I open it and then they see that I opened it and then they think, oh, he's interested. That's the problem with Scruff is to open the message. You have to go into their profile and yeah. then they see you looked at the profile and they're like, oh, he must be interested. He looked at my profile and then it just perpetuates the cycle. So or like, they see that you looked at the profile and never messaged back and they're like, that son of a bitch isn't interested in me. Yeah, true. Like saying nothing also says something. I just, I, but I feel that pressure you're talking about, that anxiety that I have all these messages. Totally. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to delete the fucking app. Yeah. So it's gone. Um, I, you know what has changed my life a lot recently is I changed my push, push notifications to 30 minutes. So I don't get email, but once every 30 minutes. And oh. that actually feels really good because uh, I'm not an important person that has these emails that have to be responded to immediately. Mm-hmm. And half the time it's like, what's on sale at the Gap? Or, you know, stuff that doesn't require me to look at my phone right now, stop everything I'm doing to archive this piece of junk, you know? Yeah. So that feels really good. If uh, Pro tip. Life hacker uh, with Mike Lawson. So anywho, thank you. So anyway, uh, I was in the Bay Area for a consulting gig. And uh, they, they paid for me to go up and stay one night in a hotel. Okay, but I wanted to make a little trip of it, see some friends. So Adam Vaught was kind enough for the first night and the third night to put me up at his uh, place. He lives in um, the same city that Google is in, which is Mountain View, California. Didn't we already talk about this on the last one? Oh, no, I said he moved to Mountain View, but I didn't say where he. Okay. I didn't, this is not the story. So he lives in this like totally cute house, right? Oh, okay. And um, it's gigantic, actually. It's not gigantic, but it's like a like the kind of house like a family would live in, like two stories. And Anavat lives on the bottom floor in a room, has his own bathroom, kitchen. But the guy, there's a guy who's lived there for like a decade, right? Yeah. And he's like a total. I've never met this human being, by the way. I stayed in his house two nights. I never met him. But he's like a total like bro, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the house, it's just one of these things where since he's been there the longest, the house just reflects his tastes, you know? Okay. And like there's an empty – okay, first of all, there's like no art on the wall whatsoever. Okay, it's just like white walls. There's like minimal furniture in the living room if there's any actually. Could it, be, it might just be an empty room, right? <laughs> Uh-huh. Then there's a giant empty fish tank that separates the living room and like sort of like the family room area, you know, that's where okay. like the TV is and stuff. And then the T that that area has like diplomas on the wall, right? But they're not yeah. like college diplomas. They're like he completed like a like a training program in like like C plus plus or something. You know, like <laughs> like he took like a, a Microsoft Excel class. Uh-huh. And he got a certificate, but he has them on the wall, like the diplomas. <laughs> and all the books are like Nietzsche 
and like Art of War and like Guy Fieri, like <laughs> like to super super broy, right? Yeah. So Adam Vaught's paleo like, cookbook. Yes, yes, Mike. Yes, like that kind of shit, right? And there's like um, not like a swords and stuff like that on the wall, like just like <laughs> like like samurai swords. And yeah. so Mike's like, I already know what the guy looks like. Me too, and I've never met him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Mike's like, yeah. So there's an extra guest bedroom upstairs. A- Adam. Right? Yeah. Adam says this to me. Let me show you to your room when I get there. The room is just like a mattress, and then like it, this guy uses the guest bedroom as like his hobby room. And there's like um, model rockets that like like bottle like rockets that he's building, and okay. like little toy car. I mean, Mike, it's like it's crazy. It's like he's like he is like he wants everyone to know how heterosexual he is or something, right? So they have another roommate who is an Indian fella who I did meet him, and he was nice enough, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other guy. Well, I was staying on the top floor with all of them. Right. So when Adam Vaught and I went to go run some errands, when we get back, everyone's home, but now they're in their respective rooms. Like no one talks to each other. Yeah. Okay. They're not working on Pied Piper. I, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like like, like he was uh, busy with Aviato. And um, so Adam Vaught goes, "All right, well it's like eleven o'clock," and I said, like, "Good night." And I walk, and it's one of these houses because there's no furniture and everything. Everything is super loud. <laughs> it's a huge cave. Huge, huge cave. Yeah, super loud. And so I go to the room and it just goes, boom, right? <laughs> when I close the door, and I'm like, oh, my God, right? Uh-huh. So I just, this, like... My parents' house is feels this way, by the way. Like, I sneeze, and I feel like my mom sleeping in the other room will say, bless you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So quiet. That's how it felt like, right? So I just, you know, Adam had told me to bring my own bed sheets and pillows and stuff like that, so I brought that. And I made my bed, and I went to sleep but then like at three or four in the morning i needed to pee uh-oh and i was like oh no what do i do it's i'm gonna wake everybody up if i go pee and i just held it oh <gasps> really yes it was awful and then finally like at like seven thirty in the morning i ran downstairs to adam Vaught's bathroom and used his the, the, the um his bathroom. His bathroom peed. Oh, my God. It peed so much, right? Okay. So then there was the next day. I worked the whole next day and uh, and what spend the night in a hotel, whatever. Come back. Now it's uh, – I go to Adam Vaught's the next night. I get to Adam Vaught's place. He's like, what's going on? I go, uh, oh, no, no. Then I see you. Mm-hmm. No, I went to the city. Remember? Right. Yeah. I went to the city. hung out with you and Steve. And you and I went – we went to this barbecue place that was pretty good. It was a – what yeah, was it called Farmer, Farmer Brown's. Yeah. We uh, had a good time there, me and you and Steve. Soul food sort of stuff. And then we went to um, a little bar where a terrible woman was singing terrible songs. What? Don't you remember? No. We I, went to a, I think I'm like losing my mind. We went to a bar. Oh, yeah. Was, we went to the piano bar. We. Yeah. That's right. Um, piano fight is what it's called. Yeah, but she was playing the guitar. Yeah. And actually, wasn't there, she sang this horrible song, but it was like super catchy, I remember. <laughs> I remember she was like, it was dumb. It was like, the next song is uh, dedicated to my favorite element on the periodic table or whatever, right? <laughs> and then she started singing some dumb song about something. It was really like dumb. And we were joking about how stupid it was. And then 20 minutes later, we're all humming it. <laughs> yeah. And then the original plan was Adam Vaught had a uh, an acquaintance, more of a, a friend of a friend who was on the latest season of Survivor. And we were going to go to a viewing party that night. And um, But then Adam Vaught got stuck at work and he missed a train. And so he called me when we were at the bar and said, you know what? Listen, I'm just going to go home. And then I felt badly since he was hosting me, so I told Mike and Steve, hey, listen, I'm just going to drive back to Mountain View because Adam Vaught is going home. He's not coming to the city. Right. So we get, I get back to Mountain View, and Adam Vaught's like, oh, I have to run an errand. I had to go to Target. Or I don't remember what it was, right? And I go, well, you know what? I want to stop at the Rite Aid. I have an idea. <laughs> I went to this Rite Aid. Bought a catheter? Close. I bought one of those, like, pee jars Ew. for old people. Ew. Mike, I wasn't going to have the same mistake I had last time. That is disgusting, Joe. Why is that disgusting? I bet you, if you don't want to be rude to the people in this house, if it was my house, I would prefer you wake me up and go in a toilet than to hold a jar of pee in the room in my guest bedroom. It was very sanitary. It had hey, a, a Adam tight... was okay with this? 
Yeah, well, know? he thought it was, he thought it was weird, but he didn't think he, he wasn't offended. Like it was like a med- it was like something you would have in a hospital. That's hospitals that smell like pee. But it didn't smell like pee. I'm gonna tell you something. It didn't smell like pee. At four in the morning, I had a pee. I used a little pee jar. <laughs> right, I had like a really tight, <laughs> secure lid. This is so, this isn't right, Joe. Had a t- <laughs> <laughs> had a tight, secure lid, and then in the morning, I dumped it in the toilet and flushed it away. Gross. I'm going to tell you something else. I was driving back home the next day. It came in very handy in the Ew. car. Hey, Ew. I got home. Like I probably shaved like 45 minutes off my time. I think my favorite parts of uh, road trips is stopping to go to the bathroom and to see what they have at the local liquor store off the highway. I've done this many times in California. It's always like uh, toffee peanuts. Yeah. And... Uh, and pepperoni sticks. Mm-hmm. Never anything else. Sounds fun. I like it. But that's the jar thing is really weird, and I wonder if Adam Vaught like did was he really aware of why you were doing it, or was he thinking, oh, there's a sensitive like medical issue I don't want to talk about? No, Adam Vaught is my best friend in the entire world. There's there are no secrets between us. Not that I mean I, he tells me there's no secrets on his end, right? There's no secret. There's nothing. That I hide from Adam Vought. So Adam Vought is completely aware. Let me tell you something. This too, it's not like a jar. It's like a long tube. With a handle. Yeah, and it's angled. Yeah. So that like, yeah. oh, so convenient. So convenient. It's, that is disgusting. All right. What you, <laughs> one man's disgusting is another man's treasure. I guess so. What's going on uh, with you? Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, our Catching Up's website got hacked. What? Yeah, so... Did they happen to release six episodes in in April? They deleted episodes, actually. That's why there was no episodes for the past. Yeah, oh, that's a good one, yeah. Um, Yeah, so it looks like there's a vulnerability in the site. It has something to do with GoDaddy. We keep going in circles, and they are the... GoDaddy's the hosting company we use, and they are awful, absolutely awful, so much so that I uh, just stopped... Um, or I'm moving all of the websites that I manage to another server using another company, and I plan on never giving them a penny again. Um, but that's been happening. Um, there's some still some weird stuff on our website, but I'm in the process of moving it, so I'm not going to change anything until I get there. But just so you know. Okay. Uh, so what do these hackers do? Um, well, first they just added a few lines of code to the site so that um, – the links all direct to not the internal links all redirect to a domain that sells drugs like uh prescription drugs oh what yeah i want to so buy some <laughs> well don't encourage them because if we click from our website and buy them then we will maybe they'll want to try to hack us again but uh so that's happening also joey um this is a, such a juicy story it has absolutely nothing to do with me though but uh, Saturday night. Well, first of all, Ricardo and Alex, my roommates, were like up arguing, yelling at each other, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fairly normal. What do they generally fight about? Um, all different things. Respect. A lot about respect, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the baby like, hears this. Well, the baby's down with the mother. Um, not the baby's mother. The baby's grandmother. Uh, but anyway, they're like fighting, yelling, right? And then, um, according to my roommate Mario, uh, they all of a sudden are in the living room and they're dressed in their clothes, not in their pajamas, house clothes. And they're like, uh, "We're going to go to the bar." So they leave, and like the two of them are just in pajamas. Go. No, in their regular clothes. Oh, oh, oh I see. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And at two thirty in the morning, I hear. Uh, Steve is here, by the way, too. And we hear Ricardo giving a tour of the house. <laughs> and Steve and I are just like, whatever, right? Uh-huh. Um, but then the next morning, when I go downstairs, uh, my roommate Ricardo, he's like, uh, we had some people over last night. I was like, yeah, I heard. And he's like, but all we did was we uh, – uh, came home from the bar and had some food and got in the jacuzzi, and then they left. Nothing else. Which, fine, okay. 
I don't necessarily believe that because who's coming home at two thirty with people and not and just sitting in a jacuzzi? Mm-hmm. There was more, but anyway, he was like, and when the the two guys left, they uh, took Alex's wallet, <gasps> and they already have spent two hundred dollars in San Jose. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! So they used one of his cards, but what also sucks, Joey, is. Like a month ago, Alex's car got broken into and they took his backpack and it had his wallet in it. So he had to reissue all of his cards like a month ago. So he has to go through it all again. (laughs) These people are crazy. Yeah. Well, when I was talking to Mario, Mario was like, well, that makes me feel like unsafe or something like that. And I'm like, "Um, we've all done that. We've all brought someone home from the bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing they did different than anything we've all done. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's not really my place to get too mad about it. Has Steve brought home people from... I can't imagine Steve bringing people home from a bar. I think he has had some experiences, yeah. he. Wh- it's not my stories to tell. But he True. talks about... He talks about... Um, he gets the most action at, like, straight bars and, like, raves where it's all straight people. What do you mean? Like, he finds the one gay guy at the straight bar. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Interesting. So, that was uh, the fun experience of wallet stealing and my GoDaddy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Friends out there, if you want to host a website, talk to me first. Don't go to GoDaddy, please. Uh, well, Mike Lawson, and this is the part you want to, I finally moved. Yeah. Uh, I now live, uh, well, I guess people who don't live in LA wouldn't know any point of reference I was saying. I guess the best way to say I just live in more central LA. And so I'm really, I, I guess I'm, I'm really close to West Hollywood. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Here's the thing though, is, um. Is the scruff scene at the house crazy then? That's what I was. That's why I was using it. Um, what, what, what's really strange is you know I. Oh. <laughs> so when you said new neighborhood, got to see what's up in town. Like that wasn't a metaphor. No. Like in my head, I was thinking like, now that you're allowed to kind of be on the app, I don't know. I was no. thinking of it as a metaphor. I get it. Yeah. So, um, oh, where I live, the parking is horrible. It's actually I'm, I'm frozen now. I don't know what to do because so the house where I am is on a street that it doesn't have permitted parking, right? Uh, the one block that I'm on has no permit, but every other block is permitted parking. So yours is where everyone parks. Yes, yeah, so, so I went on to the. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna buy a permit because there's tons of permitted parking, right? Mm-hmm. Let's buy a permit. I'm sorry. The law is that. The front of your house has to be on on the permitted parking street. So I can't even buy a permit. So whenever I get a spot now, I don't want to leave it. I don't want to leave it. There's no uh, driveway or no parking for the actual house? Nope. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's my new dilemma is now there's, there's nowhere to park. All right, I move, Mike Lawson. Anyway, um, I guess one thing that we can talk about that we never really talked – I just was sort of never – oh, we never talked about in the show um, was – so when I initially left Newport Beach, I was like, oh, I'm going to move in with my parents and get out of here pretty soon, Yeah, you know? And – 12 years later. No, it was like three. So then like – well, be- and this is actually something I've been struggling with is because, like, I moved there and the whole, and the whole time I was like, ugh, I can't get the way to get out of this fucking place. You know, it was, just, it was supposed to be like a transition place for a few months and it turned into a three years. And right. one of the th- reasons. With, with mm-hmm. stints in Malibu. Like, there's the Malibu Yeah, long concept. stints in Malibu, yeah. So I would. Not You're like this- the Cato Kalen of yeah. the family. Not this past year, but for the first two years, yeah, I would spend like half the year in Malibu. Not in not in one long stretch. It'd be like a month here and then a month off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> what happened, though, is... I got used to the fact, though, that, you know, when you're not paying rent, you just have a lot of money. Yeah. I had so much money, you know? So that's been something that I'm like, ugh, I'm going to be yeah. 
kind of poor again. As you pointed out before when we've talked, like the cost of moving is so much bigger than the deposit. It's so funny that you say this. I was just thinking about you the other day. I went to Target. (laughs) Did you get Windex? I had to buy fucking Windex. (laughs) And in fact, I still need to go back and buy like like, stupid shit like salt. Yeah, yeah. Like just little tiny things you never think of. Like, oh, I just, you know, you always have salt, right? I'm like, ugh, I don't have any salt. So like, and I had a, I bought like a shower caddy, like it's, mm-hmm. and it just bracks up. Yeah. And, but I will say, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you what I do love is this prime now. Yeah. Cause where my and- parents live, they weren't eligible for prime now. I've been using it up a storm. What is also helpful is, um, like Amazon basics. So like it's so much cheaper to buy Amazon basics like AA batteries or mm-hmm. like the, the cost of these things that even sheets, I bought my sheets on there. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. They're just basics, um, USB cords and that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I need to buy a new HDMI really cable. Yeah. yeah. Base. So, and I have a basic HDMI cable I'm using right now. Yeah. So wait, so now the reason I bring this up is so now I live in my own place here in mid city, Los Angeles. Um, but the reason I bring the story up is there's a story. Remember, the sad thing is, is something happened a little over a year ago. Okay. And I called, you remember this? I called and I said, Mike, we need to record this story, but we're going to save it for when I move. I don't remember what the story is about. Oh, Are good. you going to put it in right now? No, I can't because remember my computer crashed. So oh. when my computer crashed and I got a new hard drive, the, the story was gone. So I have to retell the story. But it was okay. a story I couldn't tell at the time because I just – I didn't want to make a big deal. I was like, ugh, let me with my parents, right? But now... Just in, you were embarrassed that you lived with your parents, Joe. I was. You know, like, I That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, uh, so what happened was, one night, um, about a year ago, my parents, they decided they were going to paint the town red, and they went out, right, with some friends. <laughs> Now, my bedroom was on the second floor. <laughs> I think you remember this story now. And now I'm remembering. This, where my parents are, uh, my bedroom was on the second floor, and it <laughs> overlooks the backyard. There's a patio right by my window and, and whatnot. Yeah. And I, you know, they were, they were going to be out really, really late. So then I eventually just went to bed. Okay. Now, meanwhile, while they were gone, the garage door. The, the door that went from the garage into the house, not the actual, like, big garage or the little garage door, kept opening. Not opening. My parents have an alarm, and there was something that would just, like, sort of trigger, and the, the alarm kept chirping, going, like, like someone entered the room. But I just knew it was a door being finicky, right? Okay. So I lock it so it would stop doing that, right? And then I didn't think anything of it, and I went to bed, yeah. right? So I go to sleep. And I'm sleeping on the second floor of the house. And I'm startled awake, like literally like shot out of bed. Someone is banging super hard on my window. <laughs> and I freak out. And I go like, ah! And like, I, I literally wake up screaming like, ah! Because it's like, if you think about it, even when you're asleep, that's not something you expect to happen in your world, that someone is banging on your window. Like, banging like like, like it was a monster trying to get in. Yeah. Right? And I go, what's going on? What's going on? And then my dad, he goes, open the fucking door. I'm sorry. I'm doing it wrong. Sorry. Open the fucking door. Right? <laughs> and I was like, ah! And I, I screamed and I ran downstairs and I opened the door and I remember I was like shaking. I, to the point where my parents were afraid I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Right? And I was like, what? what's going on? Like, you locked the garage door. And I was like, well, use your key. And right? like, we don't have a key to the garage door. And I'm like, well, why didn't you go into the front door? And they're like, we don't have a key to our front door. What? We didn't always just use the garage door. And then, by the way, I'm telling you this. They're telling me like I'm an idiot. We don't have a key to the garage door. We don't have a key to the front door. Why can't you just – why did you lock the, the garage door? How and, dangerous to like rely – what if your garage door opener stops working? Yeah, I know. Like your batteries go out or the mechanics of the actual Mike, door stop? don't ever try to understand my fucking things, right? <laughs> so then – and so then everything calms down. Like it takes me a while. Like my heart is racing. And they're 
And they're like acting like this is like I'm an idiot. Like for yeah. for thinking like, you know, someone just banged on the window. And so later on I was thinking like, wow, I must have been in a really deep sleep because the cell phone my cell phone was right <laughs> next to me charging and I didn't hear it. And the house phone um I didn't hear didn't the house hear phone. Huh. So I go and I look at my cell phone. No phone call. From my parents. I go, okay. I go to the house phone. No house phone call. Right? Uh-huh. And so I say, why didn't you call? Oh, we didn't think of that. <laughs> and I said, so the next logical step was for dad to climb, climb, Mike, the patio. Uh-huh. And go bang on my window. That's to my parents. That's the next logical step. To not call and say, huh, I wonder why the door's locked. Let me call. Nope. Next step, step number two. Well, I guess we have to climb the house and bang on the window. Well, I'm glad you're out of that situation. Oh, oh, I'm so glad. Let me tell you something. My, was talking, my mom called me this morning, right? Yeah. And she goes, hey, stranger, we haven't heard from you, right? Yeah. And I go, oh, what's up? And then she was like, yeah, well, we just wanted to call you because we're not going to really be home today. We're going to be I, – I need your father needs to take me to the supermarket, and then I need to go to Steinmart, and then I need to go to Costco, and then I need to go to Justice, which is a clothing <laughs> store for young girls. Uh-huh. And I need to go – I'm all like, this would have been my life. Yeah. <laughs> this was my life because my mom didn't like to walk very far. So sometimes she would make me drive her. I think I'd call you sometimes be like, I'm driving her around like fucking goddamn uh, <laughs> driving Miss Daisy because sometimes she didn't – I think she would make it up. She's like, I don't want to walk for her. I think she just didn't like being alone. Yeah. And that was actually – that was something I want to talk about. I think I've talked to you about this privately is I had the means to move sooner. I've had the yeah. means for probably the past year, close to a year, where I could comfortably move. But I didn't because I knew my dad was retiring at the end of April. Right. And – um, I know my mom – I knew my mom would be lonely. In fact, every time I brought up moving, she would get really mad and say, no, I couldn't move. Uh-huh. Not that I, I really listened to it, but she was like, no, no, no. You should come up with reasons why I couldn't move. Right. Now that my dad retired, I was like, all right, move later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't have cared I think, less. Um, in my experience, living with your parents like makes the relationship so much more strained. And when you move away, it's so much better. Like when I relocated to Phoenix, I moved in with them for a little bit. And then when Dan and I broke up, I live, I moved in with them for like a month and it was awful. Yeah. And I just remember like there was a time, I mean, it's all out of love, but my mom's like, uh, there's a potato salad in the fridge. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I already ate. And she's like, there's fried chicken. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't eat meat or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was like always trying to help. Yeah. And I remember one time she was doing the food thing and I made her cry because she, she was like, there's this, there's this. And I was like, I already ate or whatever. And then finally I just broke down. And I was like, what do you want me to eat? Is there anything I could eat that will just make you stop this? Yeah. And she started crying. <laughs> it's- My mom never did that. But it did weigh on me is that – well, no. Well, one, I did. I do love that. And we haven't talked about this on the show. Is literally right before I moved, right before I moved – Mike got the greatest joy of his life because I was diagnosed with type two diabetes, right? And Mike, That's oh, a joy! Oh, Mike was so happy. No, Me? actually, no. Nah, yeah, I'm being funny though. But you know what's funny though? I will say you've been actually very, very, very helpful. I've called you about things, yeah, and we've talked about stuff. You actually, I'm, I was actually very impressed. I'm like, wow, Mike actually really knows what he's talking about with this shit. Well, I've talked to a lot of people in your exact situation. Like, it's I get. That there's a lot of questions and stuff. So Yeah. So Mike's actually been very, very helpful. But the point is that my father's been type 2 diabetic for years, right? Yeah. And so obviously I'm much more conscious of my – I've actually been super – as Mike knows, I bug, I think I'm telling – I'm reporting my blood sugar to Mike every day now. <laughs> and uh, I'm very conscious of my blood sugar and my – you know, I've been losing weight and like making sure I don't eat a lot of carbs. And – I've been very conscious of that ever since the diagnosis. And what I think is funny is, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've typed a diabetes. Oh, I made French toast and um, a macaroni and cheese sandwich. Do you want that? And I'm like, you, I really shouldn't be having that. And I, neither should dad. Okay, my dad's birthday 
uh, he had his birthday recently. Yeah. Was at an Italian restaurant that literally my brother, because my brother, my brother just is not diabetic, but, but he tries not to eat a lot of carbs. Yeah. Right. And we were talking later about how like, Mike, everything on this menu was crazy carby. Like crazy. Like the only thing that didn't have carbs was like the side house salad. Yeah. So like the only thing I could get was literally like um, what I got was a uh, a, an Italian sausage sandwich, and I just mm-hmm. took off half the bread. Yeah, I think it's dangerous to kind of like say, like, I mean, those are his choices to make, and also like this might sound morbid, but like to change my eating pattern and or my you know what I eat and the happiness food brings me like to remove that for an extra year at the end of things like i don't know that's his choice to make well that's what it's funny that people make that choice because to me like you tell me like i don't think i've had many carbs at all since i've been diagnosed and i'm fine with that i'm not a big sweets person and yeah i mean it's been tough with like the bread stuff but i've been i've managed right (laughs) he's like i'd rather die than not have cheesecake i'm like wow (laughs) it's hard because i think like, um, if I could quote John Mayer for it, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But there is a John Mayer song about kind of like growing old and stuff. And I always, mm-hmm. uh, there's a line about how like when you turn 68, you'll renegotiate or something like how, mm-hmm. you know, when you're here right now and you're making choices that immediately feel good versus in 10 years when those things kind of catch up to him, he may be, will want to change his mind. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, happy birthday to your dad. <laughs> yeah. This 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 story's been all over the place. I moved, I have diabetes, and people woke me up is essentially the point of the story. <laughs> but luckily there's no peeing in weird containers, so Oh no, I that like still it. was happening. <laughs> I uh I've been doing that for a while. Um so, two things, Joey, that I wanted to tell you. One is um <laughs> Yes. Uh when I left the nonprofit I was working at, I forfeited my email address, right? Sure. And it was through it was without getting too boring, it was a Google account, but it had its own domain. And so that Google account, I created our voicemail on a Google voice uh, on that account. So when I wasn't working there, I couldn't access the voicemail number. So we were going to change our number, but for some reason, it never kind of happened. I think I know where this is going because I got emails about this. So, uh, when I I just reinstated the email address and I've been going through uh, the emails and a lot of them are just kind of like uh, dumb things on like calendar alerts or Google alerts that I have set up, whatever. I know where this is going. There's a few voicemails that we got. How many of them were from Scott the Seder? I didn't listen to them yet. <laughs> oh. But what's he, he funny was like, is – I think Mike Lawson's really mad at me. Somebody's been looking li- listening to them because like – when I forfeited the email address, somebody still had access to the inbox. And there's a few emails in there that were read. Mm-hmm. Something – I think like um, maybe somebody was going in and like forwarding emails to themselves or – you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone hadn't updated their contact info for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the voicemail that I saw, it was read. Somebody read it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> I might have interesting conversation once I get back to the office. <laughs> yeah, Mike, um, is there a reason why someone said they want to, like, suck you off? Or I mean, We didn't get those kind of voicemails. We, we never really got explicit voicemails, though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then also, Joey, uh, Steve's birthday is uh, coming up next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the – well – so this coming weekend, we're going to take a car down to, like, Monterey and just kind of hang out for the day. But then this last weekend, kind of just on a, a whim, we also got in a car and we went to – we did, like, navigation-free uh, road trip. So Oh, we just, yeah. You had mentioned that. I saw it on Facebook or something. Yeah. So we just – no Google Maps or anything. He uh-huh. said – he wanted to kind of – there was some like shopping thing in San Jose he was thinking of. But then we 
uh, were driving and we were like, well, we want to eat some breakfast. So this way looks more populated, which led us like in a totally different direction. And we were in Half Moon Bay for the day and did a little tiny bit of hiking and looked at the beach and just had a really good time. It was good. And then we're going to get in the car again this coming weekend. Oh, uh, nice. And just drive. Yeah. And so that's for his birthday, kind of. We also saw Britney Spears. I just have so many stories. There's too many Wait, stories. you didn't – go ahead. Tell them. So for uh, uh, kind of – my birthday's in March. Steve's is in May. So we went – in April, we were like, why don't we go to Vegas and do a quick Vegas trip, see Britney Spears and whatever. So we did that in April. Uh, my friend Bryce, who we've talked about, and his boyfriend came. And then also, Joey, the – Bryce's boyfriend had this friend in Canada who mm-hmm. is a huge Britney fan, mm-hmm. and she showed up, or she was invited and was part of the plan, mm-hmm. but um, she was the most awful person to be around. It was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I might uh, top that story next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, she was just really just... Every I don't know, just like really needy in conversation, and it was re- pretty bad. Um, but I wanted to tell you I went to Brittany. That was how. When, how was the show? Look, when you go to this, you just kind of want to see her and see her dance and stuff. But she, she doesn't, doesn't really even, dance, right? A little bit. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even try to sing, though, Joey. It's like the album versions of her songs. <laughs> No, I know. So, I think I've heard that. It's just her lip syncing to like the album versions yeah. of her songs. But like usually when you lip sync, it still will be like uh, a mix uh, or a remix, you know, or uh, like a recorded live. Yeah, version. that's what they, that's what they generally do. Yeah, yeah. But this is like the the actual song that you already know from the albums, but it which is kind of lazy. But whatever. does she talk to the audience in between songs? A little bit. She oh, says, not even that much. She says like, "Hey, Vegas." <laughs> That's pretty much it. And how yeah. much does she dance? The whole time. And she does a lot of costume changes, and the lights are good, the dancers are good. Like, it's a good show. Like, Is the theater small or super big? It's pretty small. Oh, uh, so, so there's always a good view of her. Yeah, always. And there's, you know, the cam- uh, uh, cameras with the screens on the side and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there so a band? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just Wait, her voice. Maybe there isn't a band. I'm trying to think because why would there be a band? I don't yeah, know. It really is just come out and stare at a human being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you do it again? No, I wouldn't see that show again. No. Mm-hmm. But we did, we got like a, we went to this timeshare sort of thing um, mm-hmm. and just ha- and rented a room there. So it was mm-hmm. two bedrooms, a living room, a full kitchen. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, and it was interesting to be in a group like that because, like, there were times when they just did their thing and then Steve and I did our thing, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and what would you guys good. do? What's your thing? Well, like, we would go get food separately from them or they went to the pool and we would slept. We I, we didn't even bring swimsuits. <laughs> Are you kind of like a person that goes to the pool? Mm. Not a lot. I like I like it, but not a lot. Um. Again, my dad's retirement, for some reason, I think because it's a big deal to him. He thinks it's a big deal to the world. Sure. So they bought the family a trip to Hawaii in June. Oh, nice. We're going to Are Hawaii. you going? Ugh. Yes. I'm so miserable. No. I wish I didn't have to go. Yeah, because it's my mom dealing with this and she has all these events planned and then she's mad that i don't want to like and then we're gonna go hang out by the pool and i go mm, i'll stay in the room i'm not a big i'm not a big do you ever yeah, see me lounging you, by the pool why are you having that argument today just say like, that's betty okay. the pants just say okay oh i and see and then when you get there you well know what? no i don't feel like going to the pool w- w- one of the arguments that had to be was because she wants to rent a catamaran okay <laughs> and she wanted to know if i wanted to go on it because you rent a catamaran and i was like mm, no nah, i'm good I don't know if I want to be stuck in a boat for four hours with you people. See, it's your framing, Joey. I wish I just don't think that I want to do that, but I'll I could go with you guys and take pictures from the shore or something as I wave. I'll try that approach. Just be nice about it. I just I just hate going under protest. Yeah, Ugh. don't protest then. Just quietly take it a little bit and I'm gonna need to find a way to get some Valium. 
What's the name of that website that hacked our uh, <laughs> Just website? click any link on cupodcast.com. Oh, it's still, it's still like that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you could hear all the episodes and stuff, but like internal links redirect, I think. Oh, really? Well, here's the thing, though. Why would you ever trust a website that hacked – like I – like who's going to see podcast.com trying to find episode 45 but getting Viagra ad and they're like, oh, yeah, I do need Viagra. Yeah. Let me give them my credit card information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's super stupid. It must work because they keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Do you have any other news stories? Anything else going on with you? No. What about you? I think we covered everything. I don't think we should do news. I think we're at. I think we're over time, so I think I'm cool with that. What do you got going on next week, though? Well, I saved I saved a story. Last night I went to the RuPaul's Drag Race finale, right. and I'm telling you, I promise you, that will the not about the finale, but like the events that happen at the finale are going to come up next week. So that'll Steve be and I stories. were talking last night, and yeah. we both agree we want to um, maybe join you next season. Oh, that'll maybe, be fun. Maybe we'll drive down and... Well, you know what's one thing I'll say now is, because there's so much to tell next week, and I'll just tell this story really fast, is I've been right. three years in a row, right? And I know how the whole thing works, okay? Like, by the minute, okay? By the fucking minute, I know how it works. And so, let me tell you how it works, because it's part of the story, is... So when you buy the ticket, it says doors open at 5 p.m. sharp. Yeah. They've never opened at 5 p.m. sharp. Okay. Okay. And they make everyone line up around. Like, Mike, I'm talking like huge city blocks. There's a line going around a gigantic, huge city block. Right. Okay. So what I learned to do is there's a bar, an Argentine bar, right in the middle of that line, at the, towards the end of the line, actually. Yeah. So what I do is I show up at five, but I just go to the bar and they have a really, really good happy hour. Okay. Okay. Really good. And I uh, drink and eat and get drunk. Because one thing everyone should know is the, the taping of the finale is like six or seven hours. Right. Okay. It's, it's really long. So I go, oh, I better eat dinner. Right. So I eat, and invariably there's people in the line who stop by for like a water, or they stop by for maybe one drink. When I walked in yesterday, there were like four or five gay guys wolfing down because I, I should I literally sat in, at, got in at five, and they're wolfing down, Mike, wolfing, like swa- yeah. like hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, eat, <laughs> you know, and like drinking whatever drinks they have, and like wolfing down whatever food they have because they're like, we we, we don't want to lose our place or something. I go, so I go, listen, guys. And this happened last year too. Take your time. This, this is not gonna. I've been to this a million times. They listen and they're polite every single time, but they look at me like I'm a crazy person. Yeah. And I go, look at this. Is how it works. They say 5 p.m. They're not gonna really let anybody until six. At 6:30, they're going to uh, start the pre-show at 6:30 or 6:40. They're not going to even start the actual taping of the episode until, like, close to 7.30. And then it ends at, like, midnight. And they're like, mm. And I'm all like, you're fine. So they always wolf down their food, you know, and then leave the restaurant. Right. And then someone else will walk in eventually because they want to use the bathroom. I had this conversation a million times yesterday. I've had it before. Even even uh, John didn't uh, – white John didn't believe me, right? <laughs> And there was this couple – I was telling this gay couple this and White John was like, I don't know if I believe him to the gay couple. And they're uh-huh. like, I'm like, well, look. I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. OK? And then um, – because I said – this is true. When the li- Then the line starts moving and they start getting really nervous, right? Yeah. And I go, I don't even go into the theater until the line is completely gone. What right? if there's no seats? Okay, this is now this one this part next does take trust this next part is so the way the orchestra level works is it's two hundred dollars a ticket. Okay. Okay. But the balcony is forty oh. to forty to sixty. But they want it to look full. Yeah. So they move people down from the balcony. Mm-hmm. Right? So this year included, I get these crazy two hundred dollar seats for forty dollars. Right? 
And but that part does take. I was a little shady this year for that one. This year, what I did was because I realized usually they're just like waving people in. This year, they were selectively picking people. Yeah. So I went to the audience coordinator and I was like, "Hey, listen." Um, well, it's part of the story from last week, but something happened. Something legitimately did happen. And I go, I, I had to take care of this issue outside. Um, but my friend said he got moved from downstairs, from upstairs to down here. And he said to meet him down here. And she was like, oh, um, do you know where he's sitting? I go, no. He just said he got moved downstairs. She goes, well, why don't you text him? And so I go, okay. And I just texted nobody, right? Yeah. And then I sat there. I go, I'm waiting for him to text me back. I just waited. Sat there and waited. <laughs> I go, oh, my God. And this is true. There's no reception. All this will be covered next week, too. I go, there's no reception. She goes, okay, we'll just grab one of these seats. Cool. Ding. Right? So, um, but the point, that part takes trust. Okay, whatever. But no, but there's still going to be seats, right? right. Uh, there's definitely going to be seats because they move people from up down upstairs to downstairs. So, all those seats will, will open up. So, but anyway. Should- I didn't know they were paid seats either. So, yes, I'm if very... If yes. I buy a ticket, then I get a seat, right? Yes, I. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So if you, but they don't overstuff it. So they're, right. they're, they're actual tickets. You get. A I was seat. thinking it was just like TV show. Audience. No, that, but that's where I think that they're like kind of evil. Hundred seats because I, I think that they're wrong here. I don't think this is right. What they do, they charge a pretty penny for these tickets, but then they treat you with the same level of disrespect they right. do when they give you a free TV show ticket. So like I feel like with a free TV show ticket, they treat you like cattle because it's like, "Hey, you're getting a free show dummy." Right. right? You're a, and you're a prop to them. Yeah, you're essentially an extra. Yeah. But when you pay for the ticket, there's no excuse to stand in line for 2 hours to get in the theater and then to wait for another 2 hours before the show even starts. Right. And they don't but, let you go to the bathroom. But is that their fault or the audience's fault? Well, I guess they they open the doors late, but like when you show up super early because you're concerned about a seat, then maybe. Yeah, but I don't know why people don't believe me. Uh, Cameron, I was talking to Cameron last night. He's all like, "Yeah, but they don't know you, and to them, they respect the, what's on the ticket, the authority of the ticket." Right. You know, the ticket says five p.m. sharp. You're just a random human being that told them that's not how it happens. Yeah, and it's not like they can go to the next. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, if we miss this showing, we'll just look at the next one. Like yeah, so they tell uh, John, they tell White John, "Hey, listen, I know you're nervous. You can come and take. You can come in in our place in line, so you don't have to deal with this lunatic." Right? They didn't say that, but then John's like, "No, I'll stay with him." So here's the thing. So I get not only do I get the orchestra level tickets for me, but I also get them for the Johns. Right? Yeah. I'm just gonna tell this part of the story now. John was horrible. White John was awful. I, we're sitting there, and he goes, "What did he say?" He goes, "Oh, some of they're being really choosy this year, but who they let down?" He goes, "Looks like you're never gonna get down here again." I go, "I got down here this year. Like I will get. I go. It'll be easier because you won't be with me." What a dicky thing to say. Oh, he was awful. He was awful. Just he was a ugh. Just wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> you All should right. change White John to Evil John. You should call him Evil John. <laughs> he already knows his name. Okay. <laughs> It's not even a surprise. I, I, uh, we were walking back from some con. I think that Wonder Con. I accidentally said Evil John. He's like Evil John. <laughs> but I even make that name up, so he knows about it. For for the people listening, because I don't know how clear it is, John and his boyfriend John Paul. It's confusing, and so in stories, Joe used to call in private John Evil John, and then John Paul. Yeah. And which is confusing because you also used to call one of them Mark or something on the show? Paul. Paul. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just so confusing. So from henceforth, John Paul was formerly known as Paul. That's a, that's an easy one to get. But I'm not going to call him Evil John. I'll still call him White John. White John, John and John Paul. Yeah. John Paul's Filipino. People like your cousin would say that those two are interchangeable. <laughs> 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 that part is true. That part is true. Um, okay, is this a wrap on this show? How long is this I episode hope so. today? Well, we're at over an hour, but we have two files because of the audio. So, oh, and then I have, yeah, then that okay. All right, all right. Well, it was nice catching up with you. I'll talk to you next week. All right, go to hell, Mike. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. 
Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.